Hello, and welcome back to our special book talk series about the International Dublin Writers' Festival. For those of you joining for the first time, I'm Sabrina, and I'll be hosting this mini-series and giving you a sneak peek into the festival events we have lined up for September. Today, I am so excited to introduce Jane Buckley. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. For our audience, Jane is one of our special guest speakers at the festival this year, and she's going to share a little bit about herself and the projects that she'll be speaking about at the festival. So Jane, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from, if you have any favorite books or books that you've been like loving at the moment, and just, I want to hear it all. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Sabrina. This is amazing. I'm very excited, terrified at the same time, but really looking forward to talking about my experiences over the last number of years. I am what you would call an original Derry girl. I'm sure you've heard of Derry girls. Um, so I was born in Derry during the Troubles. I left Derry uh, at the tender age of 17, which is unbelievable when I think about it. And I went to London and I spent probably over 30 odd years in London. Um, met my husband, John, who was born from who was born in Cork, who's another Irishman. Mm-hmm. And as part of my travels, um, I did travel fortunately all over the world. And my frustration was a lot of people really didn't understand the history or the reason the trouble started. Um, They were very selective in what they read and listened to. Mm -hmm. And when I came back home, I felt it was important to tell a story through fiction of what my own experiences of growing up, you know, as a young teenager in the 70s and 80s, what it was like. Um, And the means was really to educate the younger generation of today to help them understand why the trouble started, why they lasted so long, but through a story mm-hmm. rather than you know, a factual, you know, there's been some amazing books written, you know, journalistic books and things written about the troubles. And when you ask me what I've been reading of late, I have been doing so much research that um, I haven't had the chance to sit and read a good old romantic book, <laughs> with, you know, with a, with a happy ever after ending. So. Um, so primarily, that's what I've been doing. I've just decided to write um, originally one book, and I'm on the final book. Um, oh, wow. Stone's Corner um, is actually a place in the city of Derry where the rioters used to meet and congregate after they've had their dinner. If it was a summer night and they would have the, the armory ready, you know, they break up the pavements and have the armory ready for a good old riot. I know it sounds, it sounds almost comical, but it is actually quite true. So there was a place called Stone's Corner and I decided that over 30 years, you couldn't do or tell the story the right way over one book. So it went into two, went into three, and I'm finishing it this year with Stone's Corner Hope, which mm-hmm. is taking us to the ceasefire in 1994. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, gosh, that's, <laughs> if I, I'm so excited to be talking to you because I've been super interested in, in the troubles and as someone like coming from the outside, like the troubles are still really relevant and, you know, especially like painful. And I feel like sometimes people aren't willing to either talk about it or share like I don't know, a full picture of what it was. So I think the work you're doing is really important. And I like the way that you're doing it because the story can really like capture people. Oh, absolutely. And then you've got everything that there is in a good thriller, you know, and believe me, there was no shortage of um, concepts and ideas, you know, the the amount of awful things that did happen. But there's been a lot of good in there as well. And I think, um, 
you know, it's got the love element in it. It's got, it's, I've been told and I've tried really hard to be as unbiased as I possibly can be. So it's telling the story from each community. It's telling the story from a young British soldier who joined the army, who finds himself what he regards in as part of the United Kingdom. And it talks about how he evolves, his opinion changes and why you know, his, his confusion of being hated so. And it's, it's really got everything in it. But, you know, you talk about people not wanting to talk about the troubles. I mean, when I first wrote the book, oh, probably the first draft. And it's funny when you read a book and you, the first, you know, when I look at the first draft, you think, oh, my God. <laughs> but, oh, but, um, yeah, I, spent, I spent probably about a year, 18 months, you know, sending out like every every writer author does. You know, I sent it out to so many agents, blah, blah, blah. And in the end, I got quite a strong worded mem memo coming back from a, quite a big agency in London saying, never have, never will have anything to do with the troubles. Huh. So, yeah, so I thought, okay. well, okay, that's, you know, that's okay. So as a result of that, I'm not getting any younger. I went down the self-publishing route, mm -hmm. which my goodness has been an experience. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. It's been um, good and bad. But, um, you know, and I've learned so much. So really what I wanted to do, um, which I believe is what I'm hoping to talk about is just, you know, make make my story fun in terms of my self-publishing journey, because there's been some dire moments when I, you know, think you have, you, it's like anything in life, you learn through your yeah. mistakes, don't you? So, um, so I'd really like to share my mistakes in a sort of, you know, in a fun, but positive way, and then talk about the good things. So, because I think, um, you know, I've, I'm out of four books and that's within, it'll be two years, I think, you know, well, well 21, two, two years, three years already. And that was in two years. And then this one this year. So I've written four big meaty books, you know, 136,000 word books in sort of two and a half years. So that's I've learned so fast. <laughs> it's terrifying and it's, it's exhausting. Um, and I'm a bit of a, once I start something, I have to just get it done because I'm being kept awake at night with these voices oh. asking me, you know, what's going to happen to me? So that's, that's why I'm hiding here in the, in my mobile home in Donegal. <laughs> trying, so to get sleep. trying to get some sleep. Well, that's really interesting. Cause I was, I was going to ask about your process and I mean, you've yeah. already kind of hinted at that, like you're yeah. doing some like isolation to just get it yeah. done. Are yeah. there like what, what does writing look like to you? Like what's that experience been, especially since you've just been like grinding it out for the past few years? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you could see my desk here, um, I, I try, I'm actually quite regimented. I, I'm pretty good, you know, um, I, I tend to, because I've worked all my life, I tend to take this, you know, this is now my career. So I'm quite happy to, you know, set aside at least five or six hours a day just to write. Mm -hmm. And it, and and I've heard this numerous times. You know, people talk about the writing process. It is tiring. It is exhausting. But that's it's where the joy comes from. It's where the ideas come from. You know, and you're never not thinking about concepts or plot plots or whatever. So at the moment, I'm totally focused on the writing because, as an indie um, author, you know, you've got to think of right across the board you've got to think of your marketing you've got to think of your blurb you've got to think of describe you know the covers and listening I mean there are so many amazing podcasts out there giving there is actually almost too much information out there at the moment where you know I was up I was in London last week for the self-publishing show you know Mark Dawson self-publishing Mark yeah Mark Dawson 
And, you know, it was information hitting me from every direction. But some of that stuff, if you just get one or two nuggets, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So really what I when I'm writing the books, I try and switch off from that so I can totally focus. And I tend to aim to write at least two and a half thousand words a day. You know, um, and my advice, again, would be just blurb it out, you know, just get it out of your system. You know, you've got the wonderful opportunity of being able to go back and re-edit it and edit it and edit it. But you have to, you know, I'd be intrigued from you talking to other authors is, you know, every time I read something that I've written, you know, one of the other, I want to change it. (laughs) You know, it's never, it's never perfect. You just want to change it. So you've got to get into this mindset where you think, well, you know what, people are buying the books as they are. They're giving cracking reviews. You know, I won the Indie Award for it. So why go back and change it? Be kind to yourself, you know, accept that you've done your utmost, you've done your best. So I guess, again, that's one of the things I want to try and encourage people to do when um, when I'm at the festival. Yeah, no, that's, that is such an important message. And like, as someone who, I'm a literature major, I do a lot of writing myself. I don't think I have I don't think being an author is in the cards for me, but when I do have to write my essays, like the two things that I have to tell myself are you can't change something that doesn't exist yet. And it's never going to be a hundred percent ready. It can just be the way that it is. And you've done your best. Yeah. Yeah. But we're there. We are our worst enemies. We are our own worst enemies, you know, and again, I, you know, one of the, the, the speakers last week was sort of saying, nothing is ever going to be perfect you'll never get it perfect you're never going to please everybody so so yeah. it's not just the creative aspect of starting to write I mean I've always been a reader but I've never been a writer and just you know your style changes obviously the more you write the more probably the more polished you are mm-hmm. but then someone pointed out to me you know when you look at my first book you know I, I could find so many frustrating things that I'd love to change but the passion's there because you're excited and readers pick up that passion they don't really I don't believe care whether you use eight or nine words they want to feel that passion that you feel when you're writing it so um so yeah I mean you know, I don't think I'll ever stop learning in this game I really don't yeah no, that's, yeah, like everyone is always evolving and you just have to like keep evolving and keep pushing yourself. Yeah. Um, well, okay, now I've, I'm dying to ask. I have to ask, have you seen the show, Dairy Girls? I'm sure you get this. Oh gosh, yeah. And you know what? And, you know, um, Lisa McGee has done, a, she's just done our city so much justice. I mean, I love where I, I love Dairy. I am very proud of dairy we have evolved and come on so far you know when I think about when I left when I was 17 it was a war zone it truly was there you know it was black white gray it was depressing but you know through her you know through her writing she's brought and and the the dairy humor is there I mean we have got a real dry sense of humor you know (laughs) some little things like which I've actually included quite you know purely coincidentally you know the moments with the wooden spoon and the you know you know the whitewash the dark wash and the, all the little innuendos that are being said and done and I did cringe a little bit when I first watched it because I thought <laughs> it's such a it's such a diverse sort of um script and you know will people actually get this will they get this sort of you know the little black humor that's in the background you know based again on around the troubles but I honestly say this with hand on heart she did what I loved about it it was she she completed that she finished that series at the right time and absolutely in the right way I mean I've got goosebumps just thinking of that you know one of those scenes 
when they're dancing around the walls and you know it, it really is incredibly emotive so you know well done you know it's just she's just done brilliantly so yeah I did watch it the whole way through well I guess going staying with dairy in your research because I bet you've done a lot of re- like like you experienced it but you said you've done a lot of research also have you discovered anything that you weren't yeah. sure, like that you didn't think you'd find no, I mean, I think what well, the one thing, the one message and the one thing that's actually quite heartbreaking is when I was growing up, I mean, the first chapter in the first book was from our, you know, from my own experience when our house was regularly raided by the British Army, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then obviously for fictional purposes, um, you know, it comes from my own experience, but from having friends, you know, again, whose homes were regularly um, raided, you know, it's, 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 it's incredibly hard hitting. But I think one of the things is when I was growing up, I did a lot of competitive swimming. So I was very focused on swimming. So in a way, I feel almost, um, you know, almost ashamed in a sense that from doing the research that I've done, I really had no concept of just how awful it really was for a lot of people and some of the horrific things that occurred, you know, from you know, not just in, in Derry, but in Belfast, you know, people having to leave their homes, you know, even the last book, and <laughs> it's funny because the first book was called Turmoil, which starts in 1972, just after mm-hmm. the Black Sunday and Valley Murphy. And then you have Darkness, which was 1975. And that was, a, again, a very dark year. And then Light is sort of around the 19, early 1980s. And that would have been around the hunger strike and the dirty protest. And, and I've read and listened to a lot of the prisoners from you know, from both sides, their experiences of being on the blanket for five years and some of the things that happened to them. And truly, it's been overwhelmingly sad and unbelievable that this was happening. And I was in London and quite frankly, you didn't hear this side of the story. So I think what I've learned mostly is that a lot of what happened and what went on, you know, people outside of the North or outside of Northern Ireland, really had no grasp or true understanding of of actually what was happening you know mm-hmm. so close to you know to um to the mainland so it's it's been it's been heart-wrenching actually you know and i think my my message and my belief and my passion is given that we're in stalemate at the moment here in the north you know we really should you know we should never forget but we have to move on but we should never allow ourselves to still have that mindset, that awful inherent hatred from, from one community to the other. So that is probably my biggest learning. And I've, I, you know, I still find it very, very heartbreaking and depressing. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine that like doing that kind of deep dive, like it's like, it's into your own past, but it's also into a past that's just kind of like, <sighs> rich doesn't even cover it in terms of like, I guess potent is the word, just like there's so much there, but yeah. I mean, again, I'm so glad that you're writing it and, and, you know, sharing about it. I think that's, I don't know. I think, I think it's what needs to be done. And it, it is. And, and the truth is, and again, another lesson learned is I am never, you know, you're ne- whatever you write, everyone has their own choices. Everyone decides what books they read. My books. I mean, I know that we've had Louise Kennedy's. I don't know if you've seen it, Trespasses. I mean, I read that, and that is again on the background of the troubles. My books are tough; they're a tough read, 
mean, mm-hmm. they really are a tough read. You know, I, you know, I've, you know, there's a bit of, well, there's quite a lot of swearing in it, you know, but they're real for, you know, real to life. You know, there's yeah. a few, most of the sort of um, horrific events in it are based on true events, you know, topped and tailed, um, you know, for, for sensitive reasons. So, you know, they'll keep you awake at night, but you'll learn. And, and ironically, you know, it's, it, which is really good, I guess. A lot of people who live in the Republic of Ireland, you know, in Dublin and stuff, you know, I've had comments from people who come back and said, you know, I had no idea this stuff was going on. You know, this was actually yeah. happening. And, you know, you're 250 miles away or whatever. You might as well, they might as well have been in a different country, you know. So, but, you know, there's some, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some good stories in there. And I have got a good story if I can share it with you. Yeah, please. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Uh, well, um, growing up, um, there was um, a thing called uh, Project Children, which, a guy, a man who was born in Cork, who went to New York when he was 16 and he joined the New York Police Department. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he ended up a guy called Dennis Mullicky and he ended up running or being, um, being part of the bomb disposal squad in New York Police Department. And he and his brothers were sitting, you know, they, con- they would constantly watch the news. And for obvious reasons, he was a bomb disposal. He would watch a lot about the news. And to cut a long story short, him and his brother decided they would take two kids from one Catholic, one Protestant, because if you, can, if you can understand at that time, there was no opportunity for Catholic kids. Everything was still, um, schools were still, which are still today. You know, they weren't, there wasn't integrated schools, there were segregated schools. So these kids had no chance to meet. So mm-hmm. the idea was to take them over to Greenwood Lake in um, North New York and give them six weeks holiday, you know, stick them together and get them to know each other, separate from whatever. So, they did that and over 40 years they took 23,000 kids from the north from Belfast, Oma, Derry to the states and he was actually nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize twice he lost to Mother Teresa and Nelson Mandela we'll give well, you know we can give forgive That's him for that tough competition yeah, I know, I know. but I've been asked to I've used the storyline because I was really you know I was quite annoyed that I was never asked to go to America <laughs> so I actually wow. mentioned it in the you know I sort of um, played around with it but I mentioned it in the books and then I met his daughter who was over here traveling and to cut a long story short I've been asked to write his biography it's incredible oh my goodness so that's that's a project for next year and it's their 50th anniversary in 2025 you know I've been and I met Dennis um, last just last December because obviously we needed to make sure that the synergy was there and we you know we got on well and we did and he's one of the he's just one of those people that you'll just just there's just something very special about him so I'm, I'm catching up again with him this August to talk about how we're going to do it but I mean they're still bringing graduates over from Ireland you know from the universities over to um over to the states so I mean his story is huge and it's a really wonderful story so that's that's so it just shows you what what can come from small things so very excited about that that's so exciting and you said okay so you've got two big things coming up now that I know about so you've got is it um oh my gosh it's turmoil darkness what's the light light no light has is done and hope is the final one hope is the final one I'm sitting here I'm sitting here you know it's the books are you know pretty dark so I'm sitting here writing you know making things a lot more positive leading up to the ceasefires in 1994 which obviously led on to the um uh to the the good friday agreements in 1998 so that's awesome yeah 
So yes, I'm a busy bee. <laughs> you sure are. You've got, so that one, do you have an idea when that's going to come out? That, that will be out. Um, I'm being actually kind to myself. Another lesson learned. Yes. I'm giving myself extra time this time because, you know, um, it'll probably be out at the end of November. That's incredible. And I mean, you, I, you can't push writing a book. That's crazy. Yeah. Like that's a lot. I know. And then you've also got this biography that's 2025 ish yeah because they it's it's their 50th anniversary and the bbc did a did a documentary about him um and then our rte as well so he's just uh i mean that's going to be a real uh, it's actually you know what i'm really looking forward to that because it's going to be so different to what i'm doing at the moment yeah. you know, facts are there and i can put them all together and tell a lovely story mm -hmm. without having you know my i can give my imagination a bit of a break <laughs> that'll be good you can just kind yeah. of connect yeah. the dots yeah exactly with some swirls exactly. instead of having yeah. to make the dots yeah yeah <laughs> so now that's very exciting so it just you know I mean my life's changed just by doing this it really has and you know like yourself you know you were saying earlier I've met some amazing people yeah. you know and we all have we all have the same common fears and you know you know the the good days the bad days and when you see the books being bought and then you don't see any being bought and the highs and the lows it's a real roller coaster yeah oh gosh I feel like everything that that does sound like a roller coaster but okay so I think we've got so many things to look forward <laughs> to coming from you we've got the festival in September your book in November yeah. and then so far but it, it'll pass so quickly too oh, I know. time I know. doesn't exist that's it's, what I'm oh, i'll tell you it just disappears scary <laughs> scary 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 well ending on a much better note than scary scary thank you jane for being no, uh, on our you. podcast today thank it was you. so lovely talking to you thank you thank you so unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, but if you're interested in attending the International Dublin Writers Festival, it will be running from September 15th to 17th at the Academy Plaza Hotel in Dublin. If you can't attend in person but still want to listen in and learn, we do have online sessions available. So please go to internationaldublinwritersfestival.com for more information. Bye for now!